0: Did you talk to the dead? Was it all in your head? Oh, Mr. Crowley. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of What the Fuck Do I Know? With your boy, Jimmy DeLastrella. So, in this episode, I'm gonna go into uh, a couple experiences I had growing up. I've kind of been teasing them in the... uh, Previous episodes of Side to Side is like, you know what, I need to go ahead and tell these stories, which kind of helps you understand, I guess, why I see the things I do, or in a certain way. Uh, This is just an example. These are like the the big three that stick out in my head. Uh, I guess you would call them. Well, a couple of them are kind of paranormal, but the other one's kind of creepy. But, anyways, let's go ahead and just uh, get into it. Let's go. All right. Well, for this first story, we're gonna have to take it way, way back. I would, I would even say this is probably uh, one of my earliest memories. Um. I guess the the older you, you get, the more blurrier my memory's always been kind of uh, not the best. We'll say I'm good at remembering certain things, but dates and time I'm really bad with. There, there's people out there who'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember in 1997, March 4th. I was uh, walking my dog down the street. I'm like, what? How is that even possible? So yeah, my youth is really really blurry there's a few mem- and then maybe it's because I don't think about it too much um you know I mean like why would you I mean it's not like it's full of bad memories or something, but I don't know you just don't i don't I don't think about kindergarten and first grade that much kind of uneventful. In fact I don't even I feel like I don't even remember first grade I remember kindergarten and then I remember second grade barely third grade I remember pretty good it's those first years that are kind of man I really don't remember first grade I, I remember taking naps in kindergarten What was I doing first grade? Anyways, I'm getting really off topic. So the whole point is I'm going to tell you about this thing that happened. And the time frame was about... I know it didn't happen third grade. So I'm assuming this happened maybe first or second grade. Uh, I know that because I remember the where it took place. And I remember what school I left that like middle third grade. So it was definitely this time. I lived in a cul-de-sac. Well, it was like a little one way street. And then it ends up in a cul-de-sac. And uh, I just remember going to school. I'm trying to think I think I walked to school back then. I remember always walking back home. But I seemed kind of young. I don't know, I'm kind of tripping out. I was like, well, mom let me walk home when I was that little. I guess, I don't know. Times were different back then. Kids were more independent, I guess. Yeah, I totally remember. Well, I also remember getting picked up. Anyways, so it's second grade. Um, and there's this girl who lived down the street And I think she might, maybe she was like one of my first crushes. But also I remember like. Not having much to relate to people about. (laughs) I probably did. I just didn't know it. But like Ninja Turtles were probably my life at the time. Uh, Oh, I just remember being in the cafeteria. And then seeing that girl who lived up the street. And I was just like don't you live on this street acting like I didn't know, but I did know, you know, that little thing. And she was like, Oh yeah, I think I've seen you. Don't you live further down the street or whatever. And so that ended up starting a friendship. Apparently I had more game in second grade than in <laughs> any of my others combined. Uh, no, <laughs> so, so I ended up becoming her friend and actually becoming more of a friend with her, uh, with her brother who he was older. So me and the girl were in the same class. This guy was probably maybe a year, maybe two years up. Just a little older than us. Uh, but we're, we're, I remember we were pretty cool. I kind of remember. Uh, these were all duplexes and their their neighbor was uh, this really old guy who was a wrestler like a like a famous res- wrestling like not WWE but like actual like you know like re- the actual sport of wrestling and i don't even know how this happens but word gets around the neighborhood they're like hey if you if you go to that one place knock on the door that there's uh, there's an old couple they'll let you in and you get to look at all these wrestling um like plaques and like little uh with little statues called the um oh my god the trophies he had all kinds of trophies and uh, the old lady would give you candy or, like, cookies or something. So, it's like, what? And then, remember, we tried it. And they're like, oh, have y'all come to see what's his name? We we're like, yeah, we heard he's a famous wrestler. And then we would just walk in there and hang out and, like, eat these sweets. Mask. It's, <laughs> it's a good thing these fucking old people weren't creeps or something. Because <laughs> all these kids were just straight up going in there. And, uh, yeah, just remember we would like ask him random questions, man. Childhood is so weird. like, I'm like thinking about this shit now. I was like, what the, f- what the fuck was I doing in this stranger's house? Like hanging out with him. Like he's my grandpa, <sighs> but that's, uh, that's another side story. So let's get back to this. So I ended up becoming friends with these, um, these kids and, um, the one thing that I just really remembered about them is that they're real churchy, you know, like they would pretty much go every weekend and you could tell the parents were very religious, which was different. Because I felt like my parents, I did feel like they were religious, but we didn't go to church. We would every once in a while. We had maybe neighbors that would invite us, and sometimes I would go. But I realized pretty quick, I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. What kind of kid wants to fucking be there and listen to, to Bible stories? like who who, why it's interesting to me now because I can you know try to decode it and figure out what they're really saying and I think when you're younger you really think these stories are kind of literal and you're kind of like what so they were real uh, like I said religious or whatever I'll go over there, hang out, watch TV, um, try to lay the Mac down on the sister. No, not really. Um, And then, you know, we're little kids. So we play hide and seek. It's, It's a, it's a very popular game. You might've heard of it. And so anyways. We're like, okay, let's um, let's play a game of hide and seek, and they had a pretty big, well, it was like a three three bedroom duplex, so plenty of sp- spots to hide. And whoever was it, whoever was counting, they had to do it inside this uh, closet that was in the hallway. Like, thinking about it, I still remember the layout of the house. But I'm not going to try and describe it. But anyways, there's a closet. Like, right when you uh, go into the front door, and like to the right, the first door is going to be a closet. And so, man, I, I don't even remember their names anymore. But the brother, it's uh maybe, maybe one of... The other ones goes first or he goes first. i don't really remember anyways he gets in there and uh starts counting and uh i try to think of a good place to hide and i don't remember where i hid probably like under a bed or behind a curtain Be- usually like behind a uh like a closet door you open it and then he- <laughs> You hide behind it, that was a classic. So I'm hiding, waiting, and there's nothing for a while. But I'm like, okay, maybe he's taking his time. And then after a while, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I think I would've heard something. I would've heard him come out. I would've heard uh, the sister try and book it for bass, you know, something. So then I kind of peek out and I remember going over to the other room and that's where the sister was. And we are both kind of like, hey, he never came to look for us. So then the next thing I remember is hearing like, uh like a shit going on in the kitchen and go over there and i remember like so i'm going down the hallway and the kitchen is to the left a little ways down i remember looking over and just seeing the brother just like rummaging through the through the fridge Completely wasting a bunch of food. But like what tripped me out is it's not like he was just like doing it whatever. He was like he was fucking shit up enough to where I knew I was like, damn, he's gonna get in trouble when he get, or when the when his parents get home because the parents weren't there. I was like, oh shit, he's he's gonna get in trouble because he is wasting shit. And then I just remember he turned around and he had like a weird face, just like a it it wasn't normal enough to make me like, what the the hell? And he was stuffing uh, food in his mouth. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like he was grabbing random food and just stuffing it in his mouth. And not really eating it. He would spit it out. <laughs> that was the weirdest part about it. So like when he turned around. He just kind of like looked at us. And just kept chewing the food. But then like he would like spit it out. And let let it just fall. And. So we're. Me and the sister are kind of like okay. Like what's going on. Then I remember he grabs a banana. And uh. <laughs> Peels the banana, and but then, like, same thing. He just kind of chews it and spits it out. And so, when we get closer to him, start trying to talk to him, that's when he starts kind of, like, acting out. Just being, like, really aggressive. Uh, enough to where, like... I freaked out, and honestly... I kind of, I don't remember how I got to the next part. Like, I'm trying to remember as best I can. I remember these moments. And I, I don't know if because maybe it was traumatic, kind of, or like I said, it just happened so long ago. I don't really remember all the little things in between. I could try and like make some something up to make the story more logical, but. I don't want to just straight up lie to y'all. So I'm just going to tell you what I, the main part that I remember, the next thing I know, this fool is like attacking us. Like he's coming at us all aggressive. I remember being scared, especially cause the dude, he, he was, uh, those couple of years that he had on me, that was, that meant a lot as a kid, like the difference between like size. So I remember locking myself in one of the rooms and him just like banging on the door, but like hard. And what's weird, like I'm thinking about it. I don't really remember being scared, just more like weirded out. I just like, what's up? Like, what is it going? This is so weird. Um the next thing i remember because this whole thing lasted a while and then so the next thing i remember i try to go outside and at some at some point he gets a hold of me and like we're in the hallway and he gets a hold of me and he starts he starts choking me like with both hands and actually like pretty, pretty hard. I could tell he wasn't. So he grabs me and he starts choking me uh, with both hands. Pretty, uh, pretty hard, hard enough that I could tell. I was like, okay, this guy is not playing around anymore. The next thing I realized I'm starting to get kind of, uh, kind of blacking out a little bit, you know, like you start getting like a little tunnel vision. It's a, it's a horrible feeling. And I remember when that happened, when I started feeling that I was just like, okay, like my fight or flight kicked in. I was like, I gotta do something here. So he was choking me like up against the front door of the house. And I just remember, like, with all my, like, especially when you're a kid, you're a little bit more nimble. But, like, I kind of just leaned on my back and, like, bent my knees up and, like, kicked him off of me with both my feet. Like, as hard as I could hit him with that, like, double drop kick. But But he... I could do it because he was like pinning me up against the, the door. So I do it and it's enough to like get him off me. The next thing I remember is at some point me and the sister are in the same room. Locked again and he's just banging on the door again. And then at this point I I remember the the sister saying like hey I know what we should do. Uh, she was like, "We we need to read out of the Bible," and uh, I was like, "Okay." I don't I don't remember how I reacted to that. Maybe I thought it. I kind of feel like I thought of it being like, "Hey, that, that's a good idea," because the whole thing had a really weird negative vibe to him. Like when you tried to talk to him, you couldn't talk to him. He seemed distracted. His eyes were not. Like they don't pay attention in a normal way. He was just very off. And you couldn't talk to him. He would make like little sounds. But he wouldn't say anything. Like I don't remember him saying anything. Like. Uh, you know like fuck your mother. Or whatever the fuck. The fucking They said on the fucking. On the exorcist. Your mother. What what did she say? Anyways, I don't need to repeat that. So Yeah, she starts and I remember being like, Well what do like what part do we read? And she just opened like it in the middle. She just opened it up in the middle and started reading from it. And when she started reading it, I felt like the brother was outside. He was getting agitated by that. So it's like, we were kind of like a oh, snap, it's kind of working. So she just kept on reading the Bible and I was just there. I think maybe I started praying too. And the sound goes away or he stops banging on the thing, but we just keep, she just keeps on reading. And then after a while we are like, we hadn't heard anything for a while, so we're kind of scared, but eventually we end up peeking out, don't really hear anything, and then we start going down the hall to look into the living room and the kitchen. And we end up finding the brother like just balled up on the couch crying. Like just, um, it's like bawling really bad. And we went up and asked him like, Hey, like what, what happened? What, what was all that? And he was like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And we were like, what do you mean? Like you were, you went crazy on us. You were doing all this weird, weird stuff. And you kind of freaked us out. And he said he didn't remember, he didn't remember anything. And the only thing he did remember is we were about to play the hide and seek. And when he went into the closet, he said he was counting down. And that at some point he heard his uncle start talking to him. I didn't know the uncle, but he told me that he had just passed away a few, like a week before that. And he said that's all he remembers. He was in the closet and he heard his uncle, who had just passed away, start talking to him. And I don't remember what, if he said exactly, or anything of what he told him. I just, I just remember he said that and that stuck out to me. I don't know why, I was like, whoa. Whoa. So I was, I guess I was thinking, I was like, did his uncle come and haunt him? Um, I don't know. I mean, who knows what it was? But yeah, he he was freaked out and he definitely, like when we told him what he was doing, like with the food and all that shit. And then like, he actually did like almost try to kill me he just like broke down even more and swore that uh, he just didn't remember. And so it wasn't until later on I kind of started, I kind of put it all together that I was like, you know what? It sounds like a classic case of possession. The, uh, I don't know, the way that it starts out is kind of creepy with his... A dead relative talking to you when you're all like alone in the dark we also found it always interesting when I think back on that that almost I had a feeling like because they were so religious that they it's possible they opened themselves up to that or I mean, I don't know. Uh, part of me also thinks it wasn't really his uncle talking to him. That was just a a trick. To get him to. Uh, I don't know, agree to be possessed or something. You know, those freaking demons are, are tricky. Of course, they're going to. They're going to find ways to trick you and get you in the trickster gods. So anyways, so that was my first experience and I, I kept on hanging out with them. And I, I remember I didn't tell my parents about it. I think I didn't tell them because I didn't want them to be like, well, you can't uh, hang out with them anymore. And, uh, I liked hanging out with them. I didn't want to risk that. And I I don't know, I felt like he he was sorry, truly. And yeah, we we kept hanging out for a few years after that. Eventually they moved and I went after they moved I think I, I came over and maybe like I only came over a few times after that. You know how it goes when when you move or whatever. But their mom and my mom were friends, too. So they would hang out sometimes. And I'd have an excuse to go over there. But, yeah, I think that was my first dealing with the with the possession. And I guess the uh, skeptical people are just going to be like, well, it sounds like he just had a. Schizophrenia, maybe, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't, I don't, I don't know, wouldn't have it affected him more. It was just that one time, as far as I know. It just fits the classic, uh, I don't know, the whole like theme or the way it's supposed to go down. Pretty much perfectly. And I wonder sometimes uh, like the stuff that happens in your life is leading you to a certain. Not a destiny, but leading you down a certain path, we'll say. And I wonder if that was like a lesson number one. Hey, there's some shit out there. And when shit hits the fan. You start praying. And uh, it works. Give it a shot. It might actually work. So that's story number one. So the next or one of the next creepy things that happened to me. Now, let's jump up to uh, let's jump up to ninth grade. You might be like, why do you say what grade you're in and not how old you were? Because I don't remember how old I was. But if you go look like an average age of a ninth grader, that's how old I was. That's how I remember my past what grade I was in high school kind of like and then after that like what job was I working at that's kind of or also where I lived uh, everything in my mind is just like generations of, of shit but no no specific times anyways um so around this time I lived or me and my family lived in these apartments and at the, at the very bottom, like the apartments were on a hill We were like at one point we lived on at the top of the hill. And then another point we lived at the closer to the bottom, um, it's been a good amount of time there. If I had to shoot an SMMA, I don't know, six years something like that, maybe longer than that, maybe eight years, because it was from like fifth to sixth grade all the way until, no, maybe senior year, so anyways, at the bottom of the street, there was, there was these woods going, uh, up the street also was a, a patch of woods. And uh, sometimes when I wasn't uh, playing video games inside the house, I'd go out there and just go into the woods and just like explore. It was, uh, you know, I call it woods, but it might have been like a patch of of like a mile square, a square mile patch of wooded area. But, you know, sometimes you would see, like, rabbits in there or, like, a deer at a certain type of, certain time of night, raccoons, and, like, I don't know. It was something to do other than just look at houses everywhere. So, that was at the bottom. At the top of the hill was maybe, like, a, uh, maybe, like, a two-mile patch of woods, and so, me and my friends sometimes we would go and uh, just explore. I mean, what? That's what you did as a kid. And just go like, yeah, I explored everywhere around my neighborhood. Remember walking pretty far away just to go to a corner store to get a uh, oatmeal pie, Little Debbie. That's a side story. So. Me and my friends would go into these uh, woods. Uh, this is the big patch at the top of the hill. And at one time we got to, um, or like we hit like a little a patch where it was like, a, like someone had made a, a path for, for like a car, a car could drive through it. And then also stupid when I was that age, like, I was all about fucking X-Files and shit. So, like, when we came across that, I was like, mm-hmm. this could be a part of a crop circle. Like, I really believe that. <laughs> I was like, guys, I think we just found proof of aliens. Uh, but no, not really. We follow this path, and then it ends up leading to... um like another, uh, like a bigger circle, like at the very center was a big circle. If I had to say maybe, maybe like 50 feet across, but it was weird cause it was like a, almost like a perfect circle kinda. And it had maybe like five other just straight trails not trails, but like the car could drive that way. So like a car could come in through one of those straight paths and then they all lead to a circle in the middle of the patch, I guess. And at that, yeah, I think at that time I was like, this could be a crop circle. I better document this. And I think I went home and wrote it down on a notebook somewhere, possible crop circle. In the woods, so we end up telling some other friends and stuff, and we go check it out maybe like the next day or a day or two later. And when we go back, um, no, this had to be a little later. Now that I'm thinking about it, because when we went back, we went back to that um, middle part again. And there was all this like uh, shit everywhere. There was all these like clothes. Like all dirty and like. But like all the clothes like shirts and pants and. And you could tell someone had had like a little campfire there. And then there was also like. uh, Like a little. Like a little notebook. But it had been a. It had rained in between all this. So the, I remember seeing the notebook, but like there was, you couldn't read anything. All the ink had smudged. And the crazy thing is we, there was a skeleton of a goat. Cause I remember seeing the goat head and you know, I really wish I knew how long was in between it, because I remember the goat head looking like it pretty clean, like the skeleton was pretty clean. And uh, just kind of like looked around and I didn't I didn't get it. I was like, okay, what the fuck does all this mean? I was I was more concerned with trying to find aliens. So I was like, what the fuck? the hell went on here and i remember that night we uh we ended up getting lost i remember i took a compass but i actually didn't know (laughs) i didn't know how to use the compass and we kept going in a circle i don't know if any of y'all have ever been in this nightmare like when you're out in nature or like woods or something uh you'll 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 think you're going like straight and then somehow you end up like back where you started and you're just like how is this even possible like we were going straight and like after it happens a couple times you start getting kind of like your your morale starts breaking down (laughs) i was like i'm gonna be late for dinner my mom's gonna be mad it's getting freaking dark and then you started thinking like the worst thoughts like what if i can't find a way out tonight i'm gonna have to sleep out here what if I die? What if there's wolves? I probably thought there was wolves out there at that age. I mean, <sighs> so I, I mean, I was kind of freaking out. And then at, at one point it started getting like dark and we didn't have flashlights or nothing. So it, it was, we were starting to get a little worried. And I remember we were kind of just walking And up ahead through one of those straightaways there was a truck coming through and i just remember freaking out and like uh like getting down and like hiding behind a tree or something and like i didn't want them to see because i felt like we shouldn't be there for some reason uh but then at some point i mean i guess we just keep trying to go straight and eventually we do end up like coming out the I remember we came out like a totally different side. We usually don't come out of, but we hit a road. So from there, I just ended up walking home. And so all in all, this story doesn't really sound like it was that crazy or anything. But it wasn't until like later on that I started kind of thinking. and I was like, you know what? Sounds like that was like somebody was doing some like weird satanic shit or something there was why was there a dead goat that i mean either it was mexicans going over there to make some freaking it's like cook up a goat in the middle of the woods i mean it's possible but then why all the clothes everywhere maybe they got drunk in my mind it was like these uh want to be, like, goth people, and they were trying to, like, they're like, you want to do so. Like, the people who were like, into Bloody Mary and shit, like, uh, I've done it, but then I haven't really done it, like, I didn't really believe, because once I started kind of believing, I get scared, and I'm just like, I'm out of here. But anyways, I mean, either that, or it could have been actual fucking real. Fucking Satanist. So I was like, "What? We got, we got devil worshippers in Austin? Could be, or like I was thinking, it could have been the wannabe emo kids. I mean, they went out, there, but they, I mean, they at least had the audacity to freaking actually kill a goat. It's kind of, I don't know. That's the part that that weirded me out. The freaking the goat and I guess they all got naked because that's part of the ritual y'all get naked and uh, I'm gonna find out what ritual this is but yeah that kind of just showed me that's like maybe there is some like uh, some freaking weirdos out there maybe there are people who believe in this stuff and they'll actually kill to uh, try it out And maybe it works. And maybe some of them keep doing it. But can I say for a fact? No, but (sighs) have you ever run across a dead goat in the middle of the woods with clothes everywhere? I mean, a few years later, that woods got torn down and they built some apartments on it. So it's not even can't even be creepy anymore but I don't know I think that was one of the things that happened to me and it gave me a peek to to even consider the possibility that you know what there might be some fucking devil worshipping weirdos out there I mean I, I guarantee you there is come on You all know there is. You know there's some people doing that shit. There's a lot of fucking people out there that like Aleister Crowley. I like the song, Mr. Crowley. Then again, I I, I got one of his books. So, because I want to figure out, like, well, if they do do it, how do they do it? I'm trying to understand the enemy. I got to study him, right? Anyways, let's get on with the... uh, I got one more little story for you guys. So this last one, I think, is the the creepiest one of all. I I had to save the best one for last. This one takes place... Maybe uh, 10th grade, 10th to 11th grade. Uh, I remember that because that's when uh, there was a station here. It was an alternative rock station, but Friday and Saturday night, they would uh, go live to like a club. From our from our downtown district or whatever, and they would play live from the club, and then when they switched to the club, it would be like. Uh, uh, at that time, it was pretty much like trance music. Uh, if that's too old of a term, EDM. That's what all the new kids call it now, but there's different genres. The genre that I was in at that time was uh, trance. And there was a house, too, and a few others. But, I mean, this is what they were playing at, at the clubs in in downtown at this time. So they would cut live to this thing, and I would tune in. I mean, I like the, 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 the rock station, the alternative rock station as well. But uh, in high school, I was more into electronic music more than anything else. And I don't, it was cool because I, I mean, obviously I wasn't old enough to get into the clubs and no way to even get there. And I'm not a chick. So like, I, I know like chicks talk about like, oh yeah, I went to the club when I was 13 with my sister's ID. And I'm like, what the fuck you were in the club at 13. I was jealous. I was like, damn, I wish I could be in the fucking club because you would just see it in the movies. It just looks so fucking cool. So anyways, Friday, Saturday night live from from downtown Austin. So I would tune into these things and uh, in my room, I would uh, I had a like a I guess you'd call it like a boombox of a friggin stereo. And that's what I would use to listen to the radio or listen to CDs or tapes. I still had some tapes at that point. Damn, I'm starting to sound old. Anyways, um... So, uh, I, I would put the headphones on and I, a lot of times I would go to sleep listening to the radio, listening to the music. Um... remember that thing would go on till I think about two o'clock I guess when the clubs would shut down they would switch back to the to the the rock music and so man it was weird because back then like I could be listening to like the most like hardcore metal and totally just fall asleep to it not now I want it to be quiet Maybe like the droning of a fan. But besides that. Like. It's weird. I remember doing that all the time. Just falling asleep to music. I used to also fall asleep to movies too. It's weird. It kind of comes and goes in like phases. So. It's. uh, You know I don't remember. If it's a Friday or Saturday. One of those because it was doing that thing. And it would start maybe like at 10 and go till two. So I must've put them on and I was jamming. A lot of times like around midnight or one or two, I would end up getting kind of sleepy and just passing out. And so I guess that's what happened that night. And all of a sudden, like for some reason, I don't know what time it is, but I feel like uh, I'm awakened and my eyes just open up and I can hear, I still have the headphones on and, but all I can hear is static, which didn't make sense to me because there should be, I mean, something playing. Even if it was past too, like I said, it goes back to the station, but it was like, it was like I was hi- hearing dead air. Ooh. So my first instinct is just like, oh, well, you know what? I don't, I don't know what's going on, but let me just uh, take these off and t- turn the thing off. And so I remember trying to go and like take the headphones off, but my arm wouldn't move. And it was such a weird feeling, cause it's like my mind was like, move, like right arm, lift, but it just was it wasn't doing anything. It was just frozen there. And so then I like try like my other arm now. Maybe I could just hit the power button and turn it off, but. I couldn't move anything and then I realized I couldn't move like any none of my body the only thing I could do was look completely like look around the room it's like my eyes were the only things that was not frozen I could definitely like because I remember looking up and looking at the the stereo and like wanting to I'm like it's right there why can't I just so that's happening and then suddenly i get a weird feeling like somebody's looking at me or watching me or i'm being watched it's kind of like when you know maybe like you're in the car or something and like someone pulls up to you and you just feel like they're looking at you or you know you're walking somewhere and you know somebody's looking and then you turn and you see them looking so it's that feeling that's what i got but it was i remember it being really strong like whoa like and And the weird thing about it was that I could tell where it was coming from and it was over by the door, the door to my room. Um, so like the door to my room, like on the other, like complete, like it's on one corner and my bed would have been like on the other corner. And so And I was, I had my head like away from the door, like pointed up towards the wall. And so I feel like there's something looking at me, but it's at the doorway, which is weird because I don't see anything there. But the next thing I kind of remember is starting to hear like a, uh, like a static noise. Like I already had the white noise of the, the headphones, but I feel like I started hearing something like, uh, like a, electricity was being charged up. It's It's kind of hard to explain, but it was also, it was like a static electricity sound. And then I also remember that at that point, the the room started feeling really heavy and that's really like the only way I can kind of describe it it felt heavy in a in in like a, in a weird way like a negative way it felt heavy like something something inside me was telling me like hey this is uh, whatever's happening it's not a good situation, especially, I mean, I'm already freaked out because I'm like paralyzed and now I got this weird feeling that something's there and then I also got this like gut instinct feeling telling me like, hey, danger, danger, something, not just like wrong, like something And really, this is the only way I can describe it, unless you've had an experience like it. I just had a, let's, I'll say evil, but that sounds so like cliche, but it just had a really like dark, dark, heavy feeling that overcame me. I guess it was just fear. Actually, that's when I think back at it, I think that's totally what it was. And I forgot to to preface the whole thing that around this time, I was kind of uh, I was like, kind of I was becoming kind of atheist. Like going through school, I liked I'd always gravitated towards science. Science was always my favorite subject. And I just felt like that made more sense to me at the time. And so I didn't really believe in, even though I had that friend experience where he, he got possessed or whatever, cause I, I, I thought that that is what happened, but it's like, I, di- I, I denied it because I was like, no, no, maybe it was just, you know, he fucking, he had a weird moment, a little, he was a little crazy or something. So getting back, I just just wanted to put that in there because it'll come into play later. So I start looking towards whatever's there and I, I can feel it looking back at me. The next thing I know it starts walking towards the foot of the bed. I don't see it walking But I can totally sense where it is. Like it it was emitting like a field or something and I could feel the field. Of where it was. It's it's so weird describing it because I can't I couldn't really see it, but I knew where it was. And my eyes are completely. They're completely open, but. What I did end up seeing is as it got closer to the foot of the bed I started to see it's it it had a form but it was see-through I could see I could see it had a shoulder shape and a head but it looked like it was wearing predator's camouflage suit so when I sensed it walking um, closer to my bed in the room and I could sense where it was, I I, I could tell where it was by my senses, but I couldn't see it until it got closer to the foot of the bed. When I did notice it had a, a large, I remember looking kind of big, I was like, whoa, like there's a big shadow thing at the foot of my bed then the next thing that happens is I guess whatever it is it puts its hand like on close like by my leg and I th- <laughs> I think this is the part that freaked me out Because I even though I could see it it was invisible, but I felt like it was about it was doing that. And I looked down towards my cover and I see my covers where it like put its hand. I see my covers indent in. And at that point, that's when like I kind of like lost it. And started like freaking out. I think there was a part of me that was saying like, no, this isn't real, this isn't real. Until I saw that physical reaction on my on my covers and I actually like felt the weight of it. And I felt it like it was super heavy. Then he puts his other, like he's crawling onto the bed at, at my feet. And so I I feel the other hand come up. And it also indents. And at this point, I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. Like, part of me, actually, to be honest, the thought that it was a dream wasn't there. I've had plenty of nightmares and I've done lucid dreaming. And this thing was different. My eyes were awake, I was seeing totally 100% what was in the room. I remember that. But like what what I was feeling next, I, I didn't know what to expect. But I knew it was bad. I just I knew something bad was happening. And so I feel this thing put get on top of the bed, basically on all fours. And it's on top of me. And even then I could like barely see like the outline of a head, just the outline. It looked like a little, a slightly distorted. The next thing I know, I start hearing that static sound start getting kind of louder. And also feel like that electricity sound I can hear almost start to like, uh, like if you've ever had a head rush or gotten like punched or something, you kind of like see stars. I felt like I was kind of seeing like I started slightly almost hallucinating like blue squiggly lines in my eyesight and as that's happening suddenly I feel like something like I'm getting sucked into a vacuum but it's happening around my neck like my something was getting sucked out of me and this thing was was sucking it up. I could feel like that it was sucking it up. And the weird part is that yet it it felt like he was draining my this is how I kind of put it like my life energy. Because as he was doing this, once again, like when you start going unconscious, you start seeing tunnel vision. I started seeing the tunnel vision. And at this point, even though, like I, inter- I interrupted the story earlier to talk about how I was kind of atheist at that point, when I was so freaked out and so scared and didn't know what was happening and had nothing else to turn to, I started, I started praying. Just like, you know, just God help me basically. And I remember seeing my vision getting uh, more and more tunnel vision, darker, darker until the, the, uh, the vision almost disappeared. There, it was basically like two dots left. And when it got to that point, I guess it had its fill and it, I it didn't want to kill me, I guess. It was a, it was a nice vampire S- because the next thing I, I f- feel like it takes that, then it jumps off me. And this is uh this is like the weird part. I, Cause I can sense where it is, even though I can't see it, it jumps off me, it goes, out the room through the door and then down the hallway and out the front door. But it doesn't open. It's going through walls like it can go through walls, whatever this thing is. But it did all this at like incredible speed. Like uh, when you watch, if you've ever seen True Blood or even the Twilight movies, the vampires on there, they can move like crazy fast to where they're just the blur. And honestly, that's how it, it, it ran out the house. I just remember being so surprised about like how fast it moved. Cause he just like, and he was out my room and out the door like that fast. But what was weird is as soon as it, he passed through the front door I could move again. Like my body was released. I was freaking out that whole time. I felt him drain me or whatever, jump off and it ran out the door and we lived on the second story. So either way, at some point, it's like I was under the spell until it left the house. And then there's that weird old thing about the vampires and something like the front doors. You got to let them in or something. So when it finally like moved out, I was able to move again. And I just remember I threw my headphones off and like reached over and turned off the radio. I still don't understand why there was not no music playing. And then uh, turn on the light and just I was just like, like, what the hell just happened? like, what was that? And the only thing I could really think was like, that was that was real. That wasn't a weird dream. That wasn't anything like that was. And the skeptics are going to be like, oh, that's just uh, sleep paralysis. Everyone has that. I've. I've had sleep paralysis. I've had lucid dreams. I haven't had like a. Out of, or like a. When you almost die or whatever. I haven't had one of those. Thankfully. But. And I can never even. There's no way I'm ever going to prove this to you. But I know I was awake. And I knew what I felt. Wasn't just. Because it. none of the things make sense. I mean, in the end, yeah, everything comes from the mind, but it follows no logic that was in my mind. I mean, I don't, I don't think I can try and convince you, but I just remember feeling after that, I knew at that point, that's when I knew, I was like, okay, there's definitely some, like, evil spirits or some, you know, I, I don't know. It could be an alien, maybe. I don't know. I could. All I can tell you is what happened and ha- how it felt. But can I tell you what it was? Was it was it was it a vampire? Are these like all these myths that stay around for centuries and centuries? Are they based on something and they're trying to tell us something? Or is it. You know, it's actually interesting now that I, I was thinking about it. One of my very first nightmare was about vampires about vampires becoming reality. But I'm gonna have to save that for uh, another episode. Yeah, I do want about some dreams. So in the end, what do I think happened? I think I got attacked by like a, a some kind of psychic vampire demon thing. Definitely a very negative creature or being or spirit or something. And I think it came in and that's what put me in the paralysis state. And then when it entered the room and started getting close to me, I feel like it put a a fear spell on me because naturally you would be scared when something weird like that is happening. But I also felt like. I felt like it was feeding off the fear. As it, like when it first came in, I wasn't freaked out. I was just like, what? I sensed something there. And then as it started getting closer and like I started feeling that feeling, like it started, I don't know, like it was draining that and becoming more and more real. which I don't know. It's freaky to think about. And I think maybe it, it drained my, uh, my chi, my ka, my life force, whatever you want to call it. I mean, there's something to it. There's something there. I totally believe that. And uh, yeah, it took it out of me. Um, when I try to describe it, I always tell people, think about like the Dementors, I think that's what they're called on Harry Potter. When those things start draining, I think they drain Harry. The way they uh, show that, that's pretty much exactly what I felt, but this thing wasn't, it was invisible. and it had And it had like a, a humanoid body because I felt, I remember the four limbs getting on top of me. That thing freaked me out and I I didn't even tell my mom about it till like a few years back and she was like, What why didn't you, you tell me? And honestly, I don't know. I just always kept these weird things that happened to myself as a reference. I mean I told I ended up telling people, but definitely not immediately. And it left a a, a mark on me, an impression on me. I felt like that was like the next lesson like hey so when i think about these three stories it was hey if if i kind of go by and it's like okay people can be possessed uh the second story uh there's such thing as freaking devil worshipers or people that do weird shit uh black arts type shit and then that three there is actual negative spirits vampires demons you could call them a thousand different things in the end they all describe the, they describe the same thing but they they have names they've been here through the ages when you think about all the religions and all the like everything basically they all talk about it I mean do we really think all our ancestors were just just idiots and that they just believed in shit just because because they didn't know any better or is it possible they all had life experiences that led them to uh believe in what they believe in i feel like as i'm getting older i'm starting to see a uh, uh, more of a perspective of uh Hey, you know what? Maybe these old people actually might know a thing or two. Cuz so when you're young, you think they're dumb. But you're actually the dumb one. I'm pretty I'm probably still pretty dumb right now, but hey, I mean, I know a thing or two. At the very least. So, <clears throat> all these things kind of help to shape me and how I see the world. I believe some of these things are possible. I believe some of these things are real. And that's why I'm into all this stuff. Uh, Because I've experienced it. And I've had other experiences. Maybe I'll do that another time. But those are the ones that kind of stick out. And uh, yeah, so that's why. That's why I'm trying to get to the bottom of all this. Who knows if I ever, ever will. All right, homies. Well, that's that. I hope you all enjoyed those stories. Do I actually have proof that possessions and sacrifices to the dark underworld and demon vampires to really exist uh no and maybe i never will but i know what i experienced and if and if you don't believe me why don't you go buy a goat go to some woods say some demonic incantations and then sacrifice the goat and find out for yourself no i'm just kidding don't I wouldn't recommend doing that in all honesty I wouldn't so I'm curious have any of y'all ever had a crazy uh, weird experience like that Uh, if you have or you just want to ask me a question like uh, hey I think my girlfriend's possessed by a demon what should I do should I break up with her should I I might have some advice for you. Anyways, the uh, the email is WTF, do I know, all one word, at protonmail.com. Hit me up, guys. And uh, also, if you got like recommendations for, uh, I don't know, movies or uh, videos or something I could check out, maybe give my take on what I think about it, hit me up. Uh, besides that just stay tuned. I got The next one I think that's gonna come out should be uh, about the old vaccines part my part two I'm gonna go in on them And then the the one after that It's gonna be about a famous person. Everybody seems to like him right now He's promising y'all. He's gonna take you to Mars But you know what? I think he might be the Antichrist and I'm going to show you my proof. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, uh, enjoy yourselves out there. Have fun. Laugh. Don't let all this negative, negative things get you down. All right? See y'all next time.